Hello and welcome back to How Roll Podcast Does Two-Headed Serpent, where where all sorts of terrible stuff start go down. We've split the party a number of different ways, and before we jump back into the story, we're going to do some very quick introductions. Uh, Scott, give us a, I'm sure, give us a fantastic recap, and then we will see exactly what's going to happen. Uh, my name is Joe Trier, and tonight I'll be playing Charles Blackstone, who, much against his own will, is uh, turning into a snake with arms, <laughs> so a lizard. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the show. Uh, so, uh, I'm doing well, and uh, tonight I'll be playing uh, Ethan, and uh, Ethan's slithering right there beside uh, beside Charles on this one. We're going full snake people. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how this turns out. <laughs> Although I, I feel like I'm gonna, I'm, I haven't killed anything in a while, so hopefully that changes. We'll see. I, I, I do feel that um, Ethan and Charles just go completely nuts and kill everyone, and that's the end of Oak Life. Like, like, I'm on the edge. <laughs> go back and kill Caduceus. Like, Dave, welcome back to the show. Hello. I'm playing Bart again, as always. Sometimes I wonder if there's even a Dave behind the Bart. <laughs> but then these awful heterosexual thoughts come to my head, and then I remember he's there. <laughs> Dave or Bart? You will never know, darling. <laughs> Uh, moving on (laughs) on. Aaron welcome back to the show hello there Joe Yep, it's good to be back I'm here again playing Spencer cool and our guest player tonight welcome back Camille it's good to have you here again hello tonight I will be playing Jane Farewell Um, that dashing mistress of the night or something I don't know <laughs> <laughs> wait mistress of the night has a specific meaning doesn't it I mean baby uh, yes. you don't know you just don't know the, the night is young yeah you can tell I've had a long day right <laughs> yeah glad to be back Amazing. looking forward to more hijinks and uh head Scott thank you so much for joining us um over to you <laughs> yes, thank you. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens in this session. I, I feel that at least some of you may get some of that old-time religion. So let's let's hope <laughs> that, that very that very very old-time religion. But um, before we get into all that, let's have a quick recap. So last session, yeah, as Joe mentioned, you had all carried on going your own separate ways. Ethan had gone off and reunited with Greg and had brought Greg back to meet the Reverend Cornfield. And they got on very well right up to the point where where Greg tried to eat the Reverend Cornfield, which caused a little bit of distress. And it does look like perhaps the venom from Greg's bite is having a deleterious effect upon the poor Reverend. Oh, and also at some point, Greg ate... Uh, Ethan's ear, but let's not worry about that. <laughs> I don't really care about that. That's not a thing. <laughs> no. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jane had spent more time with Peggy Shaw. Had had a nice uh, dinner of pork chops with her, and had spied on her feeding little bits of pork chop to her young one as well, who appeared to be the Ophidian persuasion. And Jane has a standing invitation to go along to the church service this evening in Peggy's company. Egads. <laughs> Charles, 
had had a rough awakening in a jail cell, but has discovered that the sheriff, Sheriff Benson, isn't particularly upset with his attempted murder of the sawmill owner, Hilliard Fowler. I, apparently, Charles has started hissing and biting and trying to tear the throat out of Fowler with his teeth and talking about pumping him full of poison. But, well, um, they, they, these things happen. And now the sheriff has helped Charles get cleaned up and has invited him to come along to the church service, which will be taking place very shortly. And Spencer and uh, Bart had, yeah, had a little discussion about what they might do next. And they weighed up a number of options, including murder and kidnapping. Because, well, it's Cthulhu, and <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> we were sent to do a job. One must do it um, <laughs> thoroughly. Not quite well, my then, style, let's... but we'll see how it goes. Well, let's actually go back then to Spencer and Bart. And I, we've perhaps jumped a little bit ahead with the others as to where you know, the, these two had got to. So in the time before dusk and the church service, is there anything in particular you want to do in Bingham, or should we cut straight ahead uh, to the evening service? I think I would like to kind of check out if there's any sort of um, records from when uh, the reverends turned up in the town, see if there's any, you know, like a local newspaper or a town hall with some records or anything like that, just to try and glean a little bit more information about, uh, you know, the general environment and the atmosphere around his, uh, his coming. Sure. Well, there are a couple of options then. You have the town newspaper, the Bingham Journal, uh, and you've certainly passed by the offices. You can find that easily enough. Uh, alternatively, there is a small local library, uh, but I mean, it is you know, fairly small. I think I'd probably get uh, more luck at the newspaper um, or the press uh, station, as I, I guess they have uh, looser lips and they do love to talk those press people. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's late afternoon by the time you get there, but obviously the the newspaper is in full swing, particularly as someone burnt down the town church. So, you know, this is one of the biggest stories they've had for some time. So, yeah, I mean, this is not a big newspaper. It's it's a small, you know, relatively small wooden building. There's a you know a fairly grimy uh, glass front to it, and you can see inside uh, that you know there are a few people sitting at desks typing. There's a man uh, talking on the telephone. Um, but oh, and and in the back, you can see that there are actually some some presses. It looks like they do the printing on site. Okay, so um, <clears throat> I guess I, I I just walk in and uh, stand at the, uh, the the guy's front desk and uh, clear my throat. Yeah, there isn't a receptionist. I mean, there is 
Yeah, like I say, I mean, there's someone typing, but there's this rather red-faced man from his age. I mean, he looks... The person typing and the man typing is fairly young. The man who's shouting into the telephone is probably in his 50s. Damn it! You know, this is the biggest story we've had in ages. We've got to go to press on this. We can't wait around. You you need... You know, this this is the kind of story that's going to go outside this town. We need more paper in here. We need to print up as many copies as you can get. Just damn well deliver them here. You know, get me the paper, get me the ink. We can't wait around. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, he just slams the phone down, looks up at the two of you and says, What? Big story, eh? Yeah. Well, you, you see, haven't you? Someone burnt the first church down. Yeah, I heard about that. What's the uh, What's the scoop? The scoop. Well, I mean, do you, Do you know anything, pal? I mean, look, we're at the moment. We're still piecing, you know, what we can together. Dougie over there, I mean, he's. You know, he's heard a few rumours, he's writing it all up as best he can, but, you know, if you've got any concrete information, you know, you just share that with us. I might have some sort of information. Yeah, well, spit it up. Well, I mean, information is uh, a two-way street, if, uh, if, if I'm correct, last time I looked. And I kind of look up at him as I start to light my cigarette and smile. Okay. Well, if you can offer me something juicy, then yeah, I I can answer any questions you might have. But yeah, don't don't waste my time, buddy. I mean, look, the, we're on a tight deadline already, and I can't I can't deal with any time wasters right now. You get it? I look at him and I'm like, okay. So we saw at the time the building started burning. Bart's gonna prick up his ears at this point and be like, "Give, uh, give, give uh, Spencer the eye, like trying not to be visible to everyone else, but like mm, maybe we shouldn't <laughs> say anything here. Get some poor boy lynched. We might have seen a shadowy figure um, exiting from the scene at the time." And kind of like look at look at Bart. Well, yeah. Look, I mean, everyone knows someone burnt the church down. I mean, that wasn't an accidental fire. You know, someone threw you know, some kind of petrol bomb on the place, and yeah, you know, the place went up. But yeah, and and sure, there must be someone there. Tell tell me about this figure you saw. You know, describe him. What was he wearing? What did he look like? Was he young, old? Well, anything you can tell. I would, I'd love to give you more, but at this point, I'm kind of uh, an investigative uh, journalist myself. Um, I'm not working for anyone. I'm more freelance, and I'd really like to see what you've got, and maybe I can share more of my uh, my findings with you. So, 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 let me get this straight, right then, pal. You've come in here. You've told me what you're uh, a freelance journalist. So, what, like you're you're working for my competition? No, you come I'm in here. You give me you give me the very basics of what might have happened, which you know, any two year old out there could have worked out for himself. And using that, you now want me to tell you everything I know, so you can write your own story. Yeah, go go and sell it somewhere else. Are, are you going to deny eyewitness accounts? Do you not want these? 
Because I'm sure I can find people that do want it. If you've got something you can tell me, rather than just stories about shadowy figures, then, you know, we can do this business. But at the moment, it sounds like you're just blowing smoke. Can Bart butt in at this point, without annoying Spencer? Sure. Go ahead. I'm trying to remember the description of the skin lady. You should give him Ethan's description. <laughs> <laughs> well we don't look like that anymore not not yet <laughs> we've, not, we, we've not progressed to that level of pvp it it, it oh, all right it, you have to give the man something in order to get something back and i just give her the, the give him the full description of uh pearl Okay, then I think I want a fast talk roll here because you're trying to bullshit him. Oh, yes. And this is some this is someone who is very used to being bullshitted, so it's going to have to be a hard success. Can I can I help him? Can he roll with advantage on this? So two very experienced liars. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think if you're sort of you know tag teaming him like that, then. I mean, rather than rolling with a, a bonus die, what I'd say is whichever one of you has got the best fast orc roll can make the roll. I've got a 71. That's you, then. <laughs> and so, like I say, this is going to have to be a hard success, so you need a 35. Oh, I got a 40. I'm going to spend the luck. Okay. Then, yeah, he looks sceptical at first. <laughs> And then, yeah, he, he sort of nods and... Yeah, oh, well, that's... Well, that's real weird. Real weird. Uh, Just stir in the pot. Just stir in the pot. Yeah, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought that, but he, he quickly makes some notes and, you know, sort of reading upside down, you can see him writing Pearl Schoenbaum's name down. And he sort of says to himself, "Yeah, but yeah, I, th yeah, she, I thought she was sweet on the Reverend." Yeah. And yeah, well, I, I suppose fair's fair then. Uh, what, what can I do for you fellas? Uh, we'd just like to take a, a look at your your records, if we may. From um, do, uh, do we know when a, whenabouts the Reverend came to the town and moved in? Like how long ago no. that was? Hmm. No. So we'd like to um, have a look at some of your records over the past year or so. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, we got a morgue, but you know, we publish, you know, we publish a newspaper every week. I, you're going to be a long time going through that. Is there anything particularly you want to know? I can help you find it. Uh, particularly on uh, the uh time round about where the reverend himself came to be and his story and basically uh some some stories around that time oh, he looks puzzled from him and says uh well the reverend's always lived here he was born here yes but more specifically since um his church is, is shall we say risen to prominence in the town uh the more recent teachings the radio show that 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 sort of thing Oh, yeah, yeah, that radio show. I mean, that brings people to town from all over. That's a big deal, that is. Yeah. I'm... He's he's putting Bingham on the map. He mm. can't complain about that. But, yeah, he's he's only been doing that for oh, less than two months now. Really? Yeah. Mm. Um, 
the current controversy surrounding his church in the town did that did that begin about two months ago as well or did that begin earlier oh yeah i mean there are fellows around town who say that the reverend is um, teaching things that you know, a fellow might call unchristian and when did that begin yeah, I guess. I guess that's probably around the same time as as he started that radio show of his. Uh, yeah, I mean that was. Yeah, I mean that must have been yeah, after he did his his pilgrimage. Pilgrimage. Yeah, well, he got it into his head. I mean, I never got the full story out of him, but he got it into his head to you know emulate what what you know, our Lord and Saviour did and you know, what other prophets did and go out into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights so that he could hear the word of God speak to him. And, yeah, I'll be damned if when he came back, you know, he wasn't a changed man. He said that he'd met God out there in the desert and, oh, since then, yeah, his church has been... Well, until today, has been growing. Mm. Probably met a hallucinogenic frog, but anyway. Do you have any uh, any papers from around that time when that story uh, that story aired? Oh uh, yeah, I mean we wrote a little bit about it, but yeah, you know, honestly, yeah, you know, the the reverend didn't give us any more detail than that. I mean, I don't think you're going to find any more in the story than I just told you. Did he reference going anywhere in particular? Yeah, I mean, you'd want to speak to the Reverend about that, because, yeah, he said that he found some kind of holy site out there in in the wilderness, and, yeah, he when pilgrims come to town, or when people you know, join his his elect, his faithful... Then he takes them back out on the same pilgrimage, back out there into the wilderness. What direction do they leave out of town? I don't know. You'd you'd have to talk to them about that, or talk to the Reverend. Hmm. They're gone for a day or two, so it's it's not near. <laughs> I glance over at uh, Spencer, sort of inquisitively. Any more questions? Ah. Uh. I think we've exhausted our leads here, but um, it might be worth having a little chat with the Reverend himself, maybe, if we can grab him for a, a few minutes before tonight's ceremony. As we leave, I sort of fill Spencer in, like, well, I, I did have a chat with the Reverend as I came, and I'm afraid he was very close-lipped about um, this pilgrimage that they that they do. Uh wasn't willing to divulge the location unless... We ourselves were, were supplicants. Hasn't he been getting rather chummy with some of the other guys? Well, um, we didn't have a, I didn't have a, actually have a chance to talk to him, but uh, Ethan seemed to be rather enamoured of him and cosy, hmm. though to, to such an extent that, that I, I rather doubt he's, he's remained trustworthy. Never, never been right since we got back from uh, Bolivia. Well, he's never been right full stop, has he? Let's face it. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Yes, this is true. Uh, but but now he he's 
he's mad and not necessarily our mad right, man. So possibly can't trust him. Um, have we have we heard much from Charles lately? Do we know where he is? No fucking clue, actually. It's rather odd. Usually he's made his uh, <laughs> malodorous presence known. We need to get to speak to someone who's getting quite chummy with him. See if we can prize any information from his lips. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, whichever one of you has got the lower luck, give me a luck roll. Mine's 76 now. Well, that'd be me, because I'm 56, so... Bam. Ooh! Oh, wow. <laughs> Three, yeah. <laughs> so, then... What what happens at this stage is, I mean, you can see outside the the burnt remnants of the church that in the dusk a number of people are setting up chairs in rows. I mean, these are chairs that they're taking out of their houses and just setting up in front of a makeshift altar that looks like it's made out of old crates. In amongst all the people who are there setting all this up, you can see being led over in that direction by the sheriff is Charles, uh, who, you know, in the fading light, looks a little sort of pale and he, you know, his face is swollen up like he's had the shit kicked out of him. Uh, he's, he's a bit wavering on his feet, but, you know, they... The, the sheriff is there, he's got a hand on his shoulder and you know, seems to be laughing you know, conversationally with Charles. <laughs> and then I said, he's a snake! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yeah, the, yeah the, the sheriff claps you hard on the back at this stage, you big belly laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Do I, can I see if I notice those two? Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, you know, even with the number of people around, you know, they stand out. And they're standing off to one side. So, yeah, you can see them looking at you. I'll glance over and maybe catch Spencer's eye and completely ignore Bart <laughs> and then go back to saying, So, uh, so Spencer, you said there were some strange people in town, like some visitors. I'm mean, looking around here. There does seem to be some... Well, these don't look like Hope Oklahoma types, if you don't mind me saying Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've had my eye on those two. They do look like trouble, you know, rough sorts. Yeah, particularly that uh, little one in the funny suit. He looks like he's big trouble. <laughs> Did Bart hear the rough fellows <laughs> comment? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <Woo>! yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so let's cut over very briefly to Jane. So yeah. you know, as Peggy clears up the dishes and puts them, you know, to one side to be washed, uh, you know, she she looks out the window and sees a number of people walking past and says, "Oh, yeah, we got to better get a move on. We're going to be late. We're going to be late. You've, yeah, you got to come along if you if you're going to come and join the service. You got to come now." Um. Ah, oh, Jean is so torn. She's like, which one do I go to? You know, it's like when you have two social events on at once. <laughs> Neither of which you want to go to. <laughs> Gosh. Um, when you got two Zoom calls, read, like, at one time, you know. I, oh, um, I think she's been oming and ahhing, but she, you know, she's a rebel at heart. She likes an underdog, and it feels like the sort of... Uh, 
The church of uh, Gregory Shaw, isn't it? Who's kind of running the stuff. Is it Gregory? No, it's... um. Well, no, he, he, was, he was one of the faithful. Mm. Yeah. Cornfield. Oh, no, no uh, other church. The, oh, the other church. Okay. Yeah. Non-sneaky the, church. The, 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 the lay preacher. Ethan's like, there's no other church. Holy <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> I think she's going to gonna plump for that. She's like, oh, I, I, I must get back to my hotel, but I'm sure I will see you there. I mean, even even if she doesn't believe you, she's too polite to yeah. really argue. I mean, she she looks she looks very obviously disappointed that. Uh, oh, I, I understand. It must have been a long journey for you. Well, th- there'll be other services, so you must come and join us at one of them. And they are, of course, are, of course. Oh, Sounds fascinating. They're, they're so beautiful. <laughs> My mind just kind of like casts back to the weird child. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm gonna. Ahead of, because Susie gave me a heads up as to where that would be, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, over, over at the Schoenbaum house. Yeah. Yes, of course, she's Pearl's daughter. Yes. Right, okay. Yeah, so I think I'm going to head there instead. That's my uh, location of choice. Okay. So, yeah, basically that takes you in the other direction from the church. Mm-hmm. So you, you peel off and you immediately head away from... The direction that Peggy is walking off in, and also, as I'm sure she'll notice, in the opposite direction from the hotel. <laughs> hey, Liddy! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, as you head over to the Schoenbaum house, I mean, there are a few people drifting over there. Yeah, you can see that Susie is standing out there on the front porch, you know, greeting people as they come in. And as she notices you walking over, uh, she gives you a big smile and a sort of hesitant wave. Uh, you came. And I, I just kind of, I was about to say, I tipped my hat. I was like, I don't even know if I'm wearing a hat. Oh, it is so good you've come. I think this is going to be a very special meeting tonight. The, the, things have been happening so fast. I mean, you, you must have heard that the church burnt down and then uh, someone someone tried to kill Hilliard Fowler. The, some stranger came to town and, and and has launched a monstrous attack on him. Bit him like an animal. Good God. <laughs> Jane's kind of thinking in the back of mind, like, oh God, was it one of us? Oh God, please <laughs> say it wasn't one of us. I still love that that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that Charles bit out that old dude's throat. He just shredded. But yeah, be, be careful tonight. Things things are escalating, and this might not be the best meeting for a stranger to attend. I and mean, after that, the people here are angry. I, I think, I think some of them are going to are going to do something terrible. But I'm I'm here on your invitation, am I not? Yes. Oh yes, yes. And and we we are so happy to have you here. I'm just saying, be careful. My my father, my father is so angry. He and Fowler, you know they. They saw themselves as the the protectors of the faith, uh, you know, those keeping true Christianity alive in Bingham in the face of the blasphemies coming out of the first church, and and now you know with with Mister Fowler, we we don't even know if he's going to live. Then, uh, yeah, I, I think I think the people here are going to do something terrible. I kind of like. I, I take her hand in a very dashing way and I'm like, I will aid you however I can. 
Good, good. Well, well, let, let's let's hope, let's hope tonight goes peacefully then. And she leads you into the house, and and in there, in the in the sort of kitchen come dining room area, there are about twenty people gathered there, most of whom you don't recognise. Only a few faces you've seen around the house. Uh, sorry, I've seen around the town. There is a a very large man, probably in his fifties, quite muscular looking, uh, who seems to be there, um, greeting everyone, but with a very solemn expression. And Susie leads you over to him and says, Daddy, this is Jane, the, the woman I told you about, the outsider. And you know, he looks over at you and says, uh, Yeah, an outsider. We've had a lot of trouble with outsiders today. Um, I just kind of say, um, I, it, it is a pleasure to meet you in uh, what has been a very, very strange place. Um, and I just mm. wish to say I mean you absolutely no harm. I've come here to investigate what has been happening here. Yeah, well, you investigate what you've come... Someone sent you? What is it exactly you're doing here in Bingham, Miss? I'm a journalist. And oh, with that, there's a bit of muttering that goes on through you know, throughout the people. Like, all the other conversation has stopped, and there's now 20 pairs of eyes just looking at you. Most of them not in a very friendly way. Mm. <laughs> and I kind of... Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think sort of 1930s style. Would I have, like, a press card or anything like that? Like, kind of, like, identification? Yeah. Or... Uh, sure. Yeah, so I would kind of, like, show my ID and just say, um, you know, I've um, been investigating this this situation, and um, this seems to be one of many such situations that's been cropping up worldwide, and it just seems catastrophic and ungodly. What is, what is happening here with the First Church. So what kind of story are you planning on writing about our little town? I I wish to expose the heresy that's occurring here. So you're going to... You're going to make Bingham famous for, what, being a den of sin and blasphemy? No, for being a victim of blasphemy. I want to hear your side of the story. I think this is a very good chance for you to make some kind of social skill role. Probably charm, but persuade might be a good one. I'm 50% charm, but I'm a smooth talker, so I get plus one die to charm rolls. Okay, um, yeah, so roll a bonus die on that. So make, okay. make, make an ordinary roll and then roll a d10 up. Yeah. Oh, 52, but we, we've got our D10s, it's fine. Yep. Okay, so that's just a success. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, people are still looking at you warily. Hmm. But, yeah, the hostility seems to be declining a little bit. Yeah, a, a few other conversations are beginning to break out in the room, and you're not the sole focus of attention anymore. Hmm. Yeah, Mr. Schoenbaum is still... You know, looking at you fairly warily and says alright miss you can stay but you just mind what you write about us and don't make us out to be some kind of fanatics uh, 
Give me a listen roll as well. I just gonna say, of course, of course. I just want to tell the story how it is. So something. I got an eighty for listen. Oh. Thirty-two. Oh, that's a hard success. Oh, yeah, then you definitely pick this out. It, while you're know, having this conversation with Schoenbaum, you hear a couple of men you don't know in the back. Uh, yeah, they, they, you heard them mention Hilliard Fowler's name, and you know, just that obviously that got your attention. You said, yeah. Uh, one of them says, yeah, look, once, once the sermon starts here, you and me, we sneak out the back. They're going to have... They're going to have that meeting outside the church. Yeah. If we get up onto the roof of the general store, yeah, he's going to be out in the open. We can pick him off. Mm. And I'm assuming they mean the reverend by that. Maybe. Ooh. <laughs> and that, I think that's a good point <laughs> to cut that scene. Rat roll. <laughs> yeah, Ethan... So, oh, yeah, a, a few people from the church have, have come over to the Reverend's house uh, to talk about getting ready for the sermon this evening mm -hmm. and the meeting. And yeah, I mean, the Reverend comes out of his room after his prayer, and he's pale and sweating at this stage. He's he's holding his arm to his chest and and looking really quite ill. He's shivering a bit too. And he says, yes, yes, uh, uh, look, you, you, you go and set everything up. I'll, I'll be there as soon as I can. I'm, I, I'm feeling a little poorly, but I'm sure, I'm sure the Lord will give me the strength to get through this. Oh my yig, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh my yig! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna just use that every day. <laughs> oh, Conversation. He's he looks um Yeah, he he looks tired and definitely very sick. But you know, with a, a look of determination he he smiles and says we will prevail. Alright, I, I should hope so. I, I've I've I have a really bad feeling about this this evening though. I think this fire is um, the beginning of something. And I've heard some people talking, I'm assuming I've heard this, that uh, that man down at the lumber mill, the, the alcoholic, he got his throat bitten out. Mm, yeah, I don't I think the that. people are going to react kindly to that. Um, in what capacity were you expecting me to be here for this? I mean, the, ce the ceremony is... I thought it was an undisclosed location for our pilgrimage, right? Well, tonight we're going to go ahead with with one of our regular meetings. We can't let the atrocity that happened today with the church stop us from expressing our faith, from coming together as a community, from joining together in this this time of tribulation. What? We, we need each other more than ever at the moment. I, co I completely understand you, right? I think... The the way we need to think about this is where exactly are we going to have this event, and if, from what point around that would there be a vantage point where you could be in danger? I need to make sure that I can secure your safety for this. We are going to have it outside where the church stood. That is still 
holy ground. And I am not, I, I am not a man of violence, Ethan. I, you know, I, I wouldn't know how to look at that situation as you do through your eyes. Perhaps if you go out and if you think there's any danger, you let me know. But, but Ethan, I will not back down. I don't care what danger tonight presents. I don't care if people would hurt me. They, we, we cannot be shown to be weak at a time like this. I understand, River. Um, I'll do my best to keep you safe, but... But I can't make any promises. It's very open. I'm so exposed out there. Well, we we need to go out anyway. In Yig, we trust. Perhaps you could let us go. Indeed. Bob, can you can you help me first of all? I have some special crates that need to go outside, and I think if you take one and I take the other. All right, that sounds perfect. Yeah. It takes you into an outbuilding, um, and. In there, there are two wooden boxes, and you can hear things moving inside them. He says, here, you take this one, and I'll take the other. All right, sounds good. <clears throat> if only you were on a plane. Yeah, I was going to say, there's some motherfucking <laughs> snakes in these motherfucking crates. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, but yes, he, he, you, know, you and he take the crates outside, and there... Yeah, once you get out, there are a number of torches that have been lit, and the street is now quite well lit. There's a makeshift altar with a few candles burning on it. There are seats that have been laid out, just, as I said before, chairs that people have brought from their houses that have been laid out in, in rows as improvised pews. And they're just... There are about 30 people sitting out there expectantly waiting for the sermon to start. And yeah, you know, as you get out there, I, I you can see that I don't know if if you know you've taken places in the pews or whether you're waiting around, but there's, there's certainly Charles and am I right in thinking that Spencer and Bart are there as well, or have you gone elsewhere? Um, Bart certainly would have wandered to the edge of the meeting. Yeah. Like, are you actually taking your seat? Hmm. There are plenty. Yeah, I guess. I didn't want, don't want to stand out too much, so I'll take a seat right at the back. See, I'm pretty confident something bad is going to happen. But I'm just going to sit in the pews. Fuck it. If he dies, that's on him. Are you going to sit next to Charles? Yeah, yeah. We'll have Greg just at our feet. It's fine. What in the hell is that? That's a fucking weird dog. I'm Charles, by the way. <laughs> yes, Charles, I know who you are. <laughs> of course you do. I just introduced myself. What's your name? Wink. You can see that Ethan's right ear is missing, as is the big chunk of flesh around there. And you can see oh, yeah, the rest of his, his you know, face is just shifting around from his skull <laughs> like, an, like an ill-fitting rotten balaclava. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh. Yeah. So, Charles, um, my name's Ethan, and you came here with me. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. And I'm gonna, I'm like, cut. Also, really good work with that guy at the lumber mill. So you took a job, and then you're like, hey, I don't like the work. Ethan, if you don't play along, I'm going to slap that skin off your fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. 
Chill out. I, I thought you were. I didn't know you were playing dumb. All right. Nice to meet you, Ether. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, I, while you're having this conversation, sitting on the other side of Charles is the motherfucking sheriff. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, sheriff. Thank you for putting me in touch with the reverend. Well, I'm glad it's all worked out for you, sir. It's worked out great. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have all this on lockdown? I mean, you're supposed to be protecting the Reverend, and since both of incidents, yeah. I think it's going to be quite dangerous. Yeah, well, a couple of the men I've deputised are out there, and once the sermon starts, yeah, I'll, I'll walk around as well, just make sure no one's got any bad ideas. Okay. Is there anything I can do? Well, yeah, I mean... You you know your way around a gun. I do. I've I've brought this this precious gun right here. <laughs> so what, you you've 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 sat down at the service with an <laughs> elephant. Yes, I've sat down at the service with an elephant gun, and I have Greg at my feet. <laughs> so yeah, I, mean, I have nineteen sanity. Yeah, but I mean, the, the the rest the rest of the pew on the other side of Charles on the other side of you from Charles is empty, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the sheriff is looking it with some alarm at Greg and says, What kind of critter is that? It's a, it's a critter of Yig, don't you worry. It's, well, it's the Lord's work. And he looks really quite confused by that. <laughs> the Reverend Cornfield, once everyone has sat down and taken their places, <laughs> staggers up to the altar just about I, you can see that he's quite weak on his fe- feet that you know, even in the torchlight that there is sweat dripping off him and he looks over and says oh my my my, my fellow faithful in, in the Lord I, I am so happy that you have come here to join us in this celebration in the sacrament tonight that we have not let the tribulations of the day defeat us. We have not let this act of blasphemy and abomination, he says, pointing towards the the ruined church. That we have not let this deter us from our faith, that we are still armoured in, in our in our faith in the Lord, that we we still trust that He will protect us against any any trial that comes to us tonight. We should we should go ahead with our service as normal. Uh, th- who who here tonight wants to demonstrate their faith in the Lord My hand before us all? Just bursts up. Pick me. Okay. Uh, ca- ca- <laughs> Come, come, come forth! This, this is our, this is our new brother in the Lord, Ethan. Come, come forward! Come, come forward, Ethan. I'm, I'm, yeah. Charles is like, I let him out of my sight for like thirty seconds. <laughs> I can't even imagine the journey. <laughs> you're the, shh, you're the one who decided to get employed. All right. Gonna... <laughs> I, and. <laughs> and and he opens up this crate that one of the crates that you brought out and reaches in and carefully you know in each hand um, brings out a rattlesnake a fairly large looking rattlesnake yeah both of them look a little bit upset about the way they've been treated <laughs> you know, one of them is rattling in warning and says Ethan, you have nothing to fear. You, yeah, you are protected by the the love of the Lord. Here, take these. 
take these without fear. All right, I'll, I'll take them. I feel very confident, personally. And, yes, yeah, certainly, as as he passes you these two rattlesnakes, the one that was rattling just stops, so it doesn't quite go limp, but, yeah, the... It, it, it no longer looks distressed, and the two of them, yeah, uh, well, look about as happy as snakes get to be in your embrace. And you know, the, the Reverend Cornfield looks looks around at, at the congregation and says, "See, those who are strong in the faith of the Lord have have nothing to fear from from any evil, from any." Uh, from any threat, from you know, the most venomous of snakes, or, or even those who would, who would act against us, those who would hurt us, uh, you can see that he's looking really quite unsteady now. Not quite like he's about to fall over, but not far off. And he says, "And and who else will join Brother Ethan in this act of devotion?" And yeah, you know, there are you know other people in the congregation standing up and coming forward to take up the rattlesnakes. Let's take this as an opportunity to cut back to where Jane is. Hello. <laughs> so the sermon that is going on, or at least the ceremony that is going on, is a bit more low key than what's happening across town. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Schoenbaum, Bill Schoenbaum, is leading people in quiet prayer, asking the Lord to protect them against the you know, the evil that has taken root in their town and um, basically to offer protection against this satanic influence. You are aware, I mean, I guess you've probably been keeping an eye, at least half an eye, yeah. that the two people you saw conspiring earlier have just slipped out the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's going to try to sneak after them and see if she can keep tabs on them. Okay. Because it seems that other than what she's got already, that obviously, yeah, they're against the first church and very angry about what happened to uh, Fowler. I don't know if there's much that I can pick up from this, except for showing my face and being like, yeah, I'm with you guys. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, I mean, you, you slip out of the house and follow these two men as they're walking they're pretty much keeping to the shadows as they're going down the street mm-hmm. um, give me a stealth roll you'll get a bonus die on this because yeah, it is dark okay. um, my stealth is 60 so I'm going to spend the luck oh, well roll your bonus die first because oh, okay. you, you might succeed Sorry, anyway yeah. so roll, roll a d10 and... oh just <laughs> So, yeah, 33, then, uh, yeah, that, that is a success. So, yeah, they are completely oblivious to the fact that you are trailing them down the street. And they do, you know, go down in the direction of the church, or where the church was, but they turn right one street before then, uh, down this, this little side street that goes down the back of the row of shops down, down by opposite where the church was. And, yeah, you can see... Well, for a start, I mean, as you're getting closer, you can hear that there is definitely a a, a ceremony of some kind in progress that 
you know, there, there are now people shouting hallelujah. There are people, you know, those of you in the congregation can hear that a number of people are now, you know, speaking in tongues as well. Uh, a few of them have dropped down onto the ground and are writhing there like snakes and just speaking in, well, it's not quite, you know, glossolalia. I mean, you, know, you can hear little words of Nakao in mm. the words they're saying. Speaking in forked tongues. Passable tongue. Yeah. But but while this is happening, I mean, you can see the two men that you were following. They are, as they said, going around the back of the general store and clambering up a, a trellis around the back and you know, making their way onto the roof. One of them is passing mm. a rifle up and up to the other. Do I see um, Bart and Spencer? Yeah, I mean, if you go around the other side of... when you can't see them from the back where you are now. You'd have to go around you know, the other side of this row of shops. Okay, which in which case the two men might see me there. And wants to kind of maintain a bit of a distance from the situation so she can kind of, like, figure out what's going on. So I'm wondering if she's just going to see how things unfold. But then obviously she doesn't make okay. any, any move. It's probably likely that the Reverend's going to die. So, well, well, while you're deliberating about that, let's cut back to the others. So, yeah, these, you know, the, the ceremony is in full swing now. So, as I said, there are now people writhing on the ground and speaking in the cow. The, you know, there are now a half dozen people up the front uh, handling these these rattlesnakes. Um, you know, the rattlesnakes are not quite as happy about being in the hands of people who aren't Ethan. <laughs> Uh, is 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 anyone else going up there to join in or doing anything, or are you all quietly sitting in your seats? Other than leaning over to Spencer and, well, we've definitely lost Ethan. What's the sheriff doing? <laughs> the, the sheriff has got up at this stage and is just wandering around, you know, watching the shadows around the uh, uh, where the, the ceremony is taking I, place. I'll try and walk with him, and I'm like, Hey, so are you expecting trouble? Uh, I mean, this is kind of not what I was expecting from a a, a religious ceremony, as it were. It's a as, as interest as a exciting as it is. You know, don't get me wrong; it looks like great fun. Oh, they, everyone is filled with the Holy Spirit tonight, isn't it wonderful? Oh yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, um, Then, while you're you're doing this, I think because you're in conversation with him, let's make this a hard spot hidden roll. Just see whether you can you can pass a hard spot. Okay. So my, uh, I think I've ever put something in spot hidden. So yeah, my spot hidden is forty two. So we're looking for a twenty one. So you need twenty one or better. I get a twenty seven. Uh, no, I'll spend the six like. So just as you're, you know, talking to the the sheriff, y- you catch sight of some movement on the roof of the general store, uh, just just be back from where uh, the the open air sermon is taking place, and yeah, you can see in the moonlight. I mean, the moon is pretty much silhouetted behind him from where you are. There is a man who is uh, leaning on the the top of the the store, 
uh, and he has a rifle that he seems to be pointing down in the direction of certainly the congregation towards towards who in is there like is it clean who he's aimed at or is it just too difficult to tell I, oh, it's too difficult mm. to tell from this so Charles is going to look up and then he's going to survey all the people who are like you know rolling around and handling snakes and he's going to sort of turn over to the sheriff and, and he's going to go hey what's that over there and point in completely the opposite direction to- <laughs> 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 nice okay so this, the sheriff turns his back on this and looks away and yeah, as Camille is standing there prevaricating on the other side, and everyone else is caught up in the ceremony, and Charles is is providing a distraction, all of a sudden there is a gunshot that echoes throughout the street, and the the Reverend Cornfields just jerks and convulses. There is a gout of blood that spurts from the side of his head, and he just slumps over. The, the altar in front of him is blood soaking into the, the makeshift altar cloth. The people around him start screaming. Those who are handling uh, the, the, the serpents you know, in their agitation upset the rattlesnakes more and they start biting. And there is just bloody chaos up there. And I think <laughs> that is a good point to break. And nice. Bart... Smiles. <laughs> Which means I didn't have to make the decision. Hey! Hey! <laughs> uh, right, well, thank you so much, everyone, for playing. And thank you, everyone at home, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the build up and the, uh, well, the incredible end of this episode. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, my name is Joe Trey. You can find me on Twitter at HWR Podcast. Um, you can find all of us on the podcast Discord page. I believe there's a link to that in the show notes. Um, you can find us on Facebook by searching for How You Roll Podcast. Uh, we have a Reddit page, and uh, also you can email the podcast at uh, howyourworldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Curran, thank you so much for playing. How can people get in touch with you? Oh, thanks, Joe. It's been a lot of fun. Um, if anyone wants to get in contact with me, they can find me on Twitter or Instagram at currents underscore lines. That's K-U-R-A-N-S underscore L-I-N-E-S. Um, or you can find me on the How We Roll Discord. Uh, anything else I've got going on will be probably mentioned in tweets or posts of some kind. Awesome. Um, Dave, thank you again so much for playing. Um, anything you'd like to share? Bart is highly offended that someone referred to him as rough. <laughs> and <laughs> just, just, just not done. Just not done. And uh, yeah, you can find me on the Discord. Uh, you know, pop in, at me, poke me, whatever the young kids say these days with the Discords. And uh, yeah, I, I check it every day. So. Cool. And Aaron, again, thank you so much for playing. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, it's been cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's just all starting to get interesting now. Um, yeah, you can go ahead and follow me at uh, HWR Aaron on the Twitters. And you can also go ahead and find me on the How We Roll Discord as well. Uh, just at me and I'm sure to see it. Amazing. And uh, Camille, again, thank you so much for playing. How can people find you? Hello! Um, yeah, I am Camille, and people can follow me on Twitter if they like. It's at Camille Breward. And uh, again, Scott, thank you so much for bringing this all together. It's a masterful work. <laughs> How can people find more of, more of, more of your work? More <laughs> of your you. masterful work. 
<laughs> well, I, the best place to find general links to what I'm doing is at blasphemoustomes.com, which is the home of the Good Friends of Jackson Lies podcast, uh, which I do with my good friends Paul Fricker and Matt Sanderson. You can find links on there to all our social media presences. Otherwise, find me on Twitter at sdorwood, um, or alternatively on the How We Roll Discord, where I do lurk. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, everyone at home, for listening. We do hope you've enjoyed our return to Two-Headed Serpent. In fact, our current plan is to release Two-Headed Serpent every week, along with our Rhyme of the Frostman Frost Maiden campaign. And if you can't wait until next week, we have actually released the next two episodes on Patreon. And you can find that at patreon.com forward slash how we roll podcast. Patreon is the best way of supporting the show. And the support of our patrons basically enable us to do this and keep releasing every week. So for around $5 a month, you actually get access to all of our stuff early. And you also get access to a whole load of different things. We have some secret Patreon-only content, including two divinity, cult Divinity Lost games, uh, The Summit and The Atrocity Exhibition, which were really, really fun to play. And we also have a, a Call of Cthulhu scenario called The Space Between. Definitely worth checking out. And you can find that, as I said, at patreon.com forward slash how we roll podcast. Thank you so much to all the patrons that support us. And thank you to our newest patrons. Thank you, Edgler. Thank you, Anders Benson. And thank you, Ian Skinner. Without your support, we actually just couldn't do this show. Um, we will be back, as I said, next week with more Rhyme and the Frost Maiden and more Two-Headed Serpent. Don't forget that we have a new Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv forward slash does it roll, where we are currently streaming our D&D campaign, uh, working with Wizards of the Coast, so it's actually on their Twitch channel as well, um, the Rhyme and the Frost Maiden thing. And you can find that at, um, as I said, twitch.tv forward slash does it roll, 8 p.m., Sundays, that's UK time, and you can think that's 3 p.m. EDT and midday Pacific. Um, I'm falling over my words here. It's been a long day, so I'm going to say goodbye. But before we do, I want to say a big thank you to BattleBards.com for providing many of the, the sound effects and music you've heard in the show. Please do check them out. That is all from us, and we will see you very, very soon. <laughs>